We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's 10.08 WTIC News Talk 1080. Will Marotti Show. Will Marotti, your host, Matt Sorace, our, our uh, master of ceremonies and uh, all-around good guy. Yeah. And, and also, I, I think I can say safely, also happy with the uh, conference championship winners yesterday, both uh, uh, certainly the Bengals and, and I think the Rams as well. Uh, big, a lot going on in Ukraine. Mixed messages. You know, the invasion is imminent. Well, it's not quite imminent. Uh, America's doing enough. America's not doing enough. Of course, they rely on NATO, but NATO's NATO's not. You know, America does far more than NATO can do combined. Um, but we're sending a lot of weapons. We're sending a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons are arriving, and there's talk. President Biden talked about sending, uh, I think, six thousand. Troops, maybe not directly to Ukraine, but uh, in the area, we'd, we'd have to use them as, as training people, advisors. Uh, what What do you think's going on? That's the, that's the big question. Is there going to be invasion, and what are the ramifications? Joining us now, Heritage Foundation uh, senior fellow, thirty years in the military, the majority of those in special forces, finished his year, his, his career at the Pentagon, West Point graduate, War College. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, our good friend Steve Bucci. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor, it's good to be back on the show. Thank you for having me. So I just have a Reuters article here, and the Reuters article says that, um, yes, we are sending things to Ukraine. A lot of people are. Ukraine has kind of a a wish a wish list. The uh, U.K. sent 2,000 short-range anti-tank missiles. We're sending over javelins, which my understanding is those are incredibly effective and destructive anti-tank weapons. Uh, they are. They're they're tactical weapons. You know, they're something an infantryman would carry. Yeah. Uh, so you need a lot of them, particularly if you're fighting a force like the Russians are presenting there at the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to need a bunch of those. Uh, they're fortunately pretty 
easy to learn how to use and, and then utilize. It doesn't take like, you know, going away to school for six months to figure out how to shoot them. Um, so it's, that is a, a good ad. It, I wish we had done it a long time ago, but yes. that that's okay. Uh, better late than never. Um, we're kind of hoping, I think everyone that, uh, you know, American ground troops don't have to get involved in this. The Ukrainians have been, frankly, saying for a long time, look, we're not asking anybody to come over here and fight our fight, but we need some help. We need logistical help. We need weapons. Uh, we might need some air support. Their air forces are not quite up to, to snuff with the Russians. Uh, but they're they're willing to put their skin in the game on the ground with their citizens, both their their regular military and uh, their mobilization forces. So I think you know the right thing to do is to help them uh, in that way. I you know I don't envision us sending you know American armored divisions or or American Marines or anybody else there, other than in logistical roles. Uh, and training roles, but I do see the potential that if we don't get Putin to back off, we're going to have some people that are going to be part of a shooting war. It's going to be pretty big, uh, but hopefully we can keep it to just our air forces, you know, and probably some naval forces too. Unfortunately, so this is this is my concern. I was talking to a, a couple of military people over the weekend. If if they're using our javelin missiles. And we're blowing up Russian tanks and killing Russians. And we're giving them air support, and we're blowing stuff up and killing Russians. Isn't it kind of like we're already in the war? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say that we're not in the war if if we're giving so much tactical equipment, advice, training. How do how do we make the case that we're not in the war at that point? Uh, you or can, can we? at that point. We are in the war. You know if. There's always a debate if we just give stuff, you know, are we in the war? Was Franklin Roosevelt in World War II prior to Pearl Harbor because he was doing the whole Lend-Lease thing uh, mm-hmm. where we gave them equipment, gave the Brits equipment, ships, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly when you know, if we use American Air Forces uh, and have advisors there, you know, training the Ukrainians, we're part of that war. We have made that decision. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we're kind of trying to do this through NATO uh, so that the so- the Russians, I'm an old school, I started to say Soviets, the <laughs> Russians, uh, when they see that united front against them, you hope that deters them from actually crossing the line and attacking Ukraine. Uh, the problem is, it's very difficult to deter somebody like that without putting that level of commitment up on the table. Uh, you know, you can wag your finger at them. You could say, no, no, don't do that. Or we'll freeze your assets. And that has some effect, but probably not enough. We, we have to get our folks in there and our stuff in there to give the Ukrainians a, a, a chance at communicating to Putin that you do this, your nose is going to get so badly bloodied that we really don't think you should. And hopefully he'll draw that conclusion and not do it. So um, let me ask you a question about Germany. Now, Germany is arguably the, the, the strongest, one of the stronger members of NATO. 
And Germany has already said they're not at this time uh, sending any any offensive defensive weapons. They're willing to send a portable field hospital, which I think is a bad that's a bad message. Um, and and I and I can't help but think that Germany is is being somewhat restricted by the arrangement with Russia and the Nord Stream Two pipeline because Germany stands to benefit greatly by it. At what yeah. point does Germany think, or, or do they think, that the consequences of Russian expansion outweigh the value slash benefits of commercially of the pipeline? Well, the, there's two aspects to that. You're, you're spot on, Pastor, that that is what's holding Germany back, in addition to some of their constitutional restrictions that they put on themselves post-World War II, Mm-hmm. about the deployment of forces overseas to, to do combat operations. They had to get a special dispensation of some sort within their legislature to send troops to uh, Iraq and, uh, well, they sent them to Afghanistan, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, because of those constitutional restrictions. So there's two aspects, uh, the, the commercial part and, and the constitutional part. To be honest with you, I think the commercial part is probably what's really driving the train. Uh, not only do they stand to benefit, you know, as far as making money, but at a much more fundamental level is it's getting cold in Germany this time of year. And <laughs> Germany de- now depends on that pipeline and Russia for their energy needs. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, when President Biden shut down all of our pipelines and gave them the go-ahead for Nordstrom, uh, They he handed a lever back to Vladimir Putin uh, through which he can influence the actions of major players in Europe like Germany. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have sympathy for Germany. Uh, they, you know, you probably shouldn't get in the, in the bed with the tiger if you're, you know, <laughs> or in this case, the bear, uh, yeah. if you yeah. don't realize that's going to somehow restrict your ability to protect your own national interests. Uh, And it's real easy in situations like this for somebody like Germany to talk to them and say, well, we don't really have an interest in Ukraine. Uh, You know, the Germans should remember what happened with Czechoslovakia. And, you know, if you feed a, a hungry enemy a little bit, that doesn't mean they're they're going to stop wanting to eat, mm-hmm. and and that's mm-hmm. the the danger here with uh, with Russia is they're saying oh no, no we only want to protect our our ethnic brothers and sisters yeah. Uh, yeah. we only you know they really want in these two provinces to be part of us anyway yeah. you know we're just going to go in there and protect them no they're not they're going in there again a third time if they cross the line to steal sovereign territory of the nation of Ukraine. And it's wrong. And the, the world community, not just America, but the world community has some responsibility to help countries that we have made promises to, not treaty alliances, but promises right, that right. we would help protect them. We need to kind of own up to our, our uh, commitments. Well, we made promises to people in Vietnam, too. We didn't hold up that in pretty well. Yeah, um, it, this is not the first time we've backed off on, on promises. Don't don't get me wrong. But it doesn't mean doing it is the right thing to no, do. No, right, right. So I'm concerned as, if, if Joe Biden becomes the, the, the embodiment of Neville, 
Neville Chamberlain, of course, who was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. And there was an agreement in 1938, the Munich Agreement. You know this because you studied it. The Munich Agreement that gave parts of Czechoslovakia to Hitler as, as an appeasement. And we see how well that worked. And now the Russians already had gone into the Crimea, right, in, in 2014. That, that Maybe that was the same thing. Oh, well, you know, uh, President Obama didn't want to really get involved. Uh, we gave that, they took that land. We thought that was the appeasement. Now they're going for uh, the Ukraine. At, at what point, or is there a point when these guys stop? I mean, guys like Putin, I think, are probably similar to Hitler in personality type and, and, and ambition. And, um, you know, what's next? What's after Ukraine? And, and why would Germany not want to prevent that, first of all? And the second, you talk about the, the world community having some responsibility. Don't we have the greatest I mean, I, I don't want to go to war. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's nothing that wants me to go to war or lose a single American life over this. But don't don't we have some responsibility? I think so, yeah. I mean, we made promises to Ukraine when they broke from the Soviet Union and voluntarily gave up all the nuclear weapons that were stored in their yeah, country. Yeah, they could have right. said, no, no, these we it's on our territory. They're ours. Mm -hmm. One, they didn't want to have a fuss with the rump Russia at that point either, mm -hmm. but they gave up those nukes based on a promise from the United States and other Western countries that we'd have their back and we'd protect them because we thought for the greater good, it's better to have less countries with nukes and a bunch of extra ones now that the Soviet Union has had broken into pieces. Mm -hmm. The problem is Vladimir Putin, remember stated unequivocally that the biggest tragedy of the 20th century was the demise of the Soviet Union and that all those countries that the Soviet that used to be a part of the Soviet Union and by the way all the countries that used to be a part of the Warsaw Pact really belong under Russian influence and control should the countries that have joined NATO should never have been allowed to do it Ukraine should never be allowed to join NATO because that's a threat to Russia and they should control. And when they mean control, they don't just mean sit at the table and have a discussion. They mean they should be able to direct who their leaders are, what their policies are, how the people are treated. I can't say yes to that. No, I, no. I, you know, and I don't think so. there's people on the whole political spectrum right now in America both right and left, who are saying, look, we don't have any interest over there. We should just let that go. Who cares? That's not going to affect us. And no offense, but they're delusional. They, they really are ahistorical in their view. And if they really think if we just leave that alone, Putin's going to stop it at Ukraine or these two provinces in Ukraine, mm -hmm. that's it's just not true. And uh, it's not, it's not. again, I'm with you. I don't want to go to war, but we need to put up a strong enough front, hopefully with as many of our allies as possible, uh, so that Putin is discouraged mm -hmm. from doing this and hopefully will decide not to. I'm not sure Joe Biden's the, the man to carry that message. No, that's what I say. I think, yeah, I think he's got more Neville Chamberlain in him than he has uh, – uh... Even Roosevelt, Roosevelt, as you know, was extremely resistant to getting involved, and it wasn't until war came to our doorstep in Pearl Harbor that we 
that, that we moved ahead. Uh, Steve, as always, it's a pleasure speaking with you, sir. Thank you so much for taking time out, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you real soon. Sounds good, Pastor. Take care. Have a great week. You too. All right, we're going to take a break, a couple commercials. We'll come back and see if we can fit a couple calls in, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. And uh, we can talk about cats. We can talk about Ukraine. We can talk about both. Do, do, are there cats in Ukraine? I guess. <laughs> Uh, anything you want to talk about when we get back, uh, Will Marotti Show, WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back 1025, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. Let's go to Weathersfield, Patrick. Hey, Patrick, what's on your mind? Hey, Pastor, this is funny. You'll definitely appreciate it being a pastor. I'm elected at our church, and recently we had a new person scheduling our masses. And the first two times he scheduled me, we've had a Friday-Saturday snowstorm, so I can't elect her, but being a plow contractor, it's great. So I'm like, elector, <laughs> put me in for every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, huh? I, I think um, I, I I don't know if we I don't I, I hate to think we overreacted to it. We canceled our eight thirty service. We had our ten fifteen. I think we almost could have been ready for eight thirty, but we weren't quite there. Just with the amount of snow drifts, particularly that came up against the building. Of course, all those things have to be clear before you're ready for service. So it was it was, it was awful cold. It was awful cold. You guys did a great job on Saturday. All of you is great. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, all right. Thank you, Patrick. When we get back, uh, 10.36, Themis Claritus will join us. Themis made a big announcement over the weekend. Uh, Let her tell you about it. You probably already heard about it. It was on the program earlier in the morning show. Um, I I think it's a great move. I'm I'm excited about what she wants to do because of of who it's going to be uh, opposed to. And I don't think there's anyone in Connecticut politics that's least liked than the uh, senior senator from Connecticut, in, unless it's the junior senator <laughs> from Connecticut. Um, and I, again, that's not a universal statement, I know, because it's a blue state, and so I'm sure, I'm sure there are some delusional um, people who, who, who love both of our senators from Connecticut in terms of their being politicians. Um, I'm not in that category. I know many of you are not in that category, and we'd like to we'd like to break. Wouldn't you like to break the Democrat stranglehold that's been on the Washington delegation for years? All of the representatives are Democrats. Both senators are Democrats. Wouldn't it be great to break that stranglehold and get some 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 new ideas, new voice in there, a little bit of of someone who will listen to us, us being common sense conservatives, common sense libertarians. Um, it would be great, wouldn't it, if you had a person you could actually call and, and get a hold of them instead of an answering machine at their office, and, and, and virtually they don't care anything about what you think. They don't agree with you at, on many levels. Wouldn't it be great at least have one person in the in the congressional and Senate delegation that uh, thinks like we think? I think it would be wonderful. So let's see, let's see what happens. So we'll take a break, a couple commercials, the news, we come back. Uh, Themis Claritus will be our guest right here on Will Marotti Show, WTIC News Talk 1080. This is local radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. I pulled into Nazareth, was feeling about half past day. 
Nazareth, Pennsylvania, I'm assuming, and not Israel. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, welcome back. We're at 1038 WTIC News Talk uh, 1080. Very happy to have our next guest, the voice of clarity. Made a big announcement over the weekend. Uh, was on the morning show this morning here, and uh, maybe, I'm sure reiterated. But I'll let I'll let her talk about it. Joining us now, former uh, Republican leader here in Connecticut, longtime state rep, and uh, now exploring future possibilities. Themis Claritas, Themis, welcome back. Good morning, Pastor good, Will. Good morning. How are you? I'm busy. I bet. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> That's what happens when you make big announcements. You get really super busy. So I know. Uh, I already I already communicated with Rudy from Florida last night. Oh, you did. See, well now, Rudy, I, as you I, know, I and, did. And, and Rudy, I'm sure, I'm sure Rudy, he'll call Rudy after is this. a visionary. visionary. Rudy, Rudy was one of the early adopters to this to this idea, and maybe the first. I don't know. So a lot of people know. Maybe a couple people don't have. What was your announcement uh, this over the weekend? You have decided what. I have decided to shortly file papers to run for the United States Senate. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, am, I am so pleased because I, I think there are, are few people in Connecticut less liked than Richard Blumenthal. And um, I don't think he serves the, the state well. Uh, I did an article about him. I did a story about him last week where he's accepted money from a lobbying group that accepted $8.5 million from Russia to support the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And then he voted against the resolution that was introduced to put restrictions on Russia in the pipeline. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, big, big challenge, though, right? It's a big challenge to, to, Huge. to, to move into the Senate area. Yeah, I mean, listen, as you and I have talked about before, I mean, Running against Governor Lamont is a big challenge too. I mean, people liked him. Yeah, yeah. Now we're not, and we we never said he's a bad human being. Mm. He's just not good for Connecticut. He's right. not doing the job, and that's why right. we need a leadership change in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And but for me, the more I was out there talking to people, the more I heard and saw how disgusted people are with what's going on in Washington. And if you feel strongly about changing leadership in Connecticut, you have to. By definition, also, I've learned feel strongly about changing the leadership in Washington because Indeed. what we see down there is dysfunction mm. on an epic level. They're not getting anything done. They don't solve any problems. And sadly, when you see people that are trying to at least get things done, you never see Senator Blumenthal at that table. You see him standing outside throwing rocks at the window looking for the next you know, TV camera. I mean, he, I mean, really? I mean, just envision it. That's what he's doing. And I don't, I mean, you know, I don't see him with any offers of solutions. Listen, you've known me for a long time. You know I'm a fighter. Mm -hmm. Nobody scares me. I don't back down to anything. But I also know when it's time to come to the table. Like in 2017, we passed the first minority party budget in the United States of America Mm -hmm. with the House and Senate Republicans, and I was proud of that. Mm -hmm. But we also knew that Governor... Malloy was going to veto it, mm-hmm. which he did. And now it's almost October, and we have to worry about okay, ECS money isn't going is going to be withheld now because mm-hmm. there's no budget, and kids in school were going to suffer, and parks were going to close, and things that affect people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so we had to make a decision: do we continue with digging our heels in and fight for what we truly believed was the best for the state, our budget? 
or sit down because we're not dictators, right? right? We can't just make these decisions well, on our own. We weren't dictators before emergency for, powers. but Exactly. Um, well, he still is, but... Uh, but hopefully you know, we made that decision. So, that was a tough decision. And we sat yeah. in that room. And you and I talked probably once or twice a week during that yeah. entire time. Yes. We were in that room with no windows. Nobody likes to go in that room ever again, by the way. <laughs> um, and we fought. And sometimes we walked out. And sometimes we stayed in. And, and we came to a solution. Yeah. And we came to a solution, by the way, that the Democrats had to cut their own governor out of the room. But mm. because... We all believe that was best for Connecticut. So, unfortunately for me, Senator Blumenthal, and for people of Connecticut, doesn't do that. He has somehow become this left-wing radical mm-hmm. up there who votes with President Biden, who's, who's been an atrocity mm-hmm. with all of his failed policies, and Senator Blumenthal votes lockstep with him. Mm-hmm. You know, how is that serving the people of Connecticut best? Well, I, 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 I don't think it is, and I don't think he's suddenly become. I think, I, I think he's been pretty much the way he's been for a long time. But let me ask you a question. This is, um, you know, you've been so uh, familiar and engaged with state politics for so long. It, it's got to be a, a bit of a shift now to, to look at a more global national stage. You're going to be confronted with things like, what do we do about so the Russians? What do we do about... You know, Greece, your, 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 your heritage is Greek. Greece is a NATO member. What's going on over mm-hmm. there? How are we going to stop Putin from, from sticking his, his hand in, in, in Ukraine and taking Ukraine over? So your, your focus is going to have to shift quite a bit. How, how are you feeling prepared for that? Well, I mean, there's a learning curve with everything we do. I mean, even after many years in office, I'm learning every day, and that's one of the things I loved about my job mm-hmm. is that no matter how much I knew, there was always more to learn. Um, but I will say this, unfortunately for us in the United States of America, President Biden's weak leadership approach mm-hmm. is affecting all those things you just mentioned, right? Yeah. It's yeah. affecting it, how Putin deals with us, how other countries deal with us. I mean, NATO, you know, is, is the situation NATO is. I mean, we, they are split as to the direction they're going on that. But it's because a large part of it is because President Biden is weak. Mm-hmm. And when you have a weak president, voting with him on his policies and his weak policies are not helping any of us. You know, there has to be some grown-ups in the room down there. Um, And clearly, Senator Blumenthal is not one of them. You know, we're talking with Themis Claritus, who has recently announced her her inclination, her desire, her intention to file for candidacy to the United States Senate for the state of Connecticut, which we applaud because... Uh, I, 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 you know, I said earlier before you came on, wouldn't it be great for people in Connecticut if we had at least one person in the congressional slash Senate delegation that agreed with us, that saw things the way we see things, and and you and you do. Um, what what do you think? How would you differentiate yourself, Themis, from from let's say Richard Blumenthal? Well, you know, I like to say that it's it's my brand which I think is my brand, I think, is the Connecticut's brand of republicanism. Yes. Um, well, first of all, I would focus on reducing inflation. He doesn't seem to really care mm-hmm. that this, this country is becoming more and more unaffordable. Uh, we want to put people back to work instead of doing what President Biden and clearly Senator Blumenthal supported was incentivizing people to stay home and do nothing. Mm-hmm. We are losing people in the workforce because it's more beneficial to them to stay home. Yeah. I mean, think about that. 
I understood in the very beginning of COVID, their government was shutting people down. They had no choice. So we had to help them. But once things are opening up, you want to incentivize them to not work. And that's what's taking people out of the workforce. Cutting taxes. How about that? How about cutting them? I mean, we've, we've gotten to the point that if we don't raise taxes, it's a big celebration. How about cutting taxes and make it more affordable for people and, and incentivize the economy? Law enforcement, keeping the state of Connecticut and this country safe. Mm-hmm. We, you've seen what's happened in the past year in Connecticut. Before, it was just car, car thefts, which was mm-hmm. bad enough. Now it's assaults and murders and mm-hmm. horrible things. People are afraid to walk out of their own home in Connecticut. Right? So, I mean, those are some of the things. And plans to pay for all of the spending. I mean, Build Back Better and those trillions of dollars. Yeah. It's, Does anybody it's, know how we're going to pay that myth. back? Well, I you know I just Anybody watched know? an interview this morning with um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and and the, oh, and, the, and the question was, well, you know, they're, they're they're always saying Democrats always say that it doesn't matter Connecticut, any state, United States. Oh, the wealthy have to pay their pay their fair share. The wealthy have to pay their fair share. And my always question is, well, what is their fair share? Well, she she kind of got got outed on this uh, in this interview. Because she said, well, you know, back in the 60s, <laughs> uh, the tax rate, the effect tax rate in the highest bracket was 90%. And so, I, I, you know, at least 60, 70 is a, is a fair tax rate for the wealthy. And I'm like, you're, 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 I don't know what you're smoking up there, but you're going to kill the economy if you start taxing the wealth <laughs> at that tax rate because they're not going to spend, not going to invest they're not going to reinvest. I mean, it just they don't have any concept any concept of what they're speaking about economically. So how how do you uh, how do you combat that message when when the progressives are saying, oh, you know, we need we need fair share tax paying so that we can fund all of these these giveaway programs that we want to fund. Well, I would say that the way that tax policy works, the more you make, the the more you earn, the more you pay. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, we agree with that. But what they want to do is punish people for being successful. That is what this country was built on, right? People working hard and, and becoming successful and, and making money. And now that people like her and the progressives in this country want to punish people for success. Yeah. And they, what they don't understand, I mean, I'll give you an example in just that in Connecticut. When GE left Fairfield, right, mm-hmm. it wasn't just about... GE is leaving Connecticut. It was about so much more. It was about the fact that the thousands of employees that were there, they owned homes, right? So they were helping the town of Fairfield with their right. taxes, right? right. They right. owned homes. Then those people went to restaurants and they went to bookstores and they went to theaters and they did all those things. So they were helping the economy thrive through helping small businesses and businesses thrive. Then they were, they were donating money to charitable organizations and helping in the community. So they were helping the community thrive. I mean, this isn't about when Democrats tell us, oh, the rich, the rich, the rich, and big business, big business. This is about an economy being able to move and grow and thrive. Mm -hmm. And all of those things are what create jobs and put people to work. You know, I I would always, I used to laugh in the legislature when the state Senate would put in a bill every year that was called, Jobs, Bill. Jobs. Yeah. As if somehow we can write a bill and snap our fingers and create them. We create them by building the economy. And that is by lowering taxes 
and that is by allowing people to thrive on their own. I mean, it's not about the regulation we have nationally or in Connecticut. It's not about all those things. Those are all, those are all putting your hands up and putting a sign at the border saying, go, go back to where you came from because we're not here to do business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want to tax you to death. We want to regulate you to death. We want to do everything to stop you from building and growing and thriving. And that's what these people like AOC want to do. They want to continue taxing you until you're not spending your money anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, there's just so many gigantic issues that the country is facing, whether it's the economy, supply chain, the border, COVID, Russia. I mean, these are massive, massive things. So, uh, I, I hope that we can we can get you on regularly to 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 start, you know, really dissecting each of these, and and how you would look at it and how you would vote for things differently than than Democrats would. And I hope I hope that we can do that over the next few months. Would love to. All right, thank you so much, Thomas Claret is soon to be candidate for United States Senate in the state of Connecticut. Very happy about that. Thank you. Congratulations. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. We're going to uh, take a couple calls. 800, we'll start for the last call of the day, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. Give us a call. Last call of this Monday edition of the Will Marotti Show. We'll be right back. This is Local Radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. 1053 WTIC News Talk 1080. 800-966-9842. 860-522-9842. As we sit up here for the last call of, of the Monday, of the day. And uh, you can talk about anything you want to talk about, of course. We, we've talked about the uh, uh, problem of suicide in our country. We've talked about uh, cats. we talked about uh, Russia, Ukraine. Now I just talked about Themis Claris entering the race for United States Senator here in Connecticut. It'll be opposing Richard Blumenthal. Um, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I think it's a great I think it's a great opportunity, and we'd love to see we'd love to see some new life in there. Some I mean, come on, th- Blumenthal's been in some form of government work his entire stinking life. Let's get some new people in there with better thoughts, better ideas. Uh, so give us a call, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. All right, uh, we're going to try to give everybody about a minute, and let's start with Paul in Plymouth. Hello, Paul. Hello. Uh, I'm not sure that Claritus uh, is the one to uh, bring us into a uh, a better platform as a state. I mean, I, I think if we only got to ask her questions on all her media appearances, she claims uh, uh, that, that Blumenthal is so friendly to a mic. Well, I would ask her her positions on uh, police reform specifics. Do you agree with this? Do you agree with that? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and dissect it a little bit. And then that way we know if she's a compassionate conservative or she's going to echo talking points. Now, the talking points I heard this morning were left-wing radical on each of her servings 
on her media appearances. Well, I, I asked her, I, I asked her questions in that way, Paul. I mean, wasn't she at talking points? She okay, responded to I the questions I asked. In uh, in giving commentary just for maybe a minute, minute and a half. Well, no, because I'm not going to let you carelessly, no, as you do, carelessly, Paul. You did, you, you did Paul, to Tim last week. Paul. And I will not call your program anymore. I'm in solidarity with Tim. You are a censor. All you do is get on right-wing people. Paul, you get on this show as much as anybody gets on the show, and your 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 cries are hollow and truthless. Thank you very much. And by the way, just for record, Paul hung up. I did not cut Paul off. Paul hung up the phone. Let's go to Rudy in Florida. Hey, Rudy. Hey, no loss. Uh, before you give me my minute, um, Petco, their shelves are thin. They have everything, but where they normally have 12 bags of dog food lined up, there's like yeah. three or four. Okay, and that's um, Petco, and so that's Russell, a pet company, right. Yeah, Jack Russell's are uh, the smartest dogs or animal on this planet. I have one. He's 15, he's blind, and he could, by smell, walk through downtown where we live. He recently went blind, but he knows where he is by smell. <laughs> I have three walks I take him on since we moved down here, and he could do all three of them, and he could run. But um, good luck, Themis. Um I hope, I, I hope she wins. I don't see anything wrong with her interview that was just brought up. But um, the state needs someone representing them. All you ever see is Blumenthal and Murphy, like, dancing around going to Ukraine. They never do anything for the state besides photo ops when there's a tragedy or something. Yeah. You never hear them introducing a bill that's going to help the state. No. And I hope Thomas looks at the uh, – I don't like Rick Scott – but Rick Scott went after a sitting senator, Bill Nelson, yeah. who had been there forever, had been yes. in politics in Florida forever, yes. was too old to be in office anymore, and needs to look at that. I mean, let's let's go after Blumenthal's track record, because yeah. I don't think he's done anything since he got to the Senate. He, he hasn't had to, Rudy. He, he can just kind of be there and get his check and, and hang out. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no pressure on him to do anything. I think he's an old man that needs to be retired. I really do. I yeah, mean, I, I totally enjoy agree. Enjoy your millions and sell the Empire State Building and buy another building or something. But you're not an effective senator, and uh, your stolen valor still irritates the heck out of me. Yeah, it bothers a lot so, of people, but, you know, that's uh, – well, we'll let that as a veteran, I find it offensive. I think you were the first in Connecticut to call for Thomas to run for Senate, and I want to congratulate you on your on your predictive qualities. Thank you, Rudy. Last call of the day. Oh, someone I never let on the show, someone I censor every time he calls, Tim from Hamden. Well, I, I enjoy the softballs. You know, it, it, you know that should be stamped uh, Rawlings. So is it okay to ask, you know, uh, she said Ned Lamont led Lamont a thousand times. Okay. Linda McMahon spent $100 million, $50 million each time, and didn't even come close. Linda okay? McMahon was not a good candidate. I think that's the only um, thing you can come from away from. You know, so, well, uh, and I know that you guys, you know, I know that you're going to keep up your you know, pom-poms and not give her tough questions. So, uh, you know, maybe more. Tim, can I, can, did you hear the interview? No, Tim, Tim, yeah. did you hear the interview I, did, I had with Demis? I, you know, so ask. Did you hear the question. interview? I, yeah. Tim, well, answer the I question. Did, so I, did you, know, you hear know. the interview? Did you hear me say 
Themis, we need to take these major issues. I want to have you back on so we can dissect these issues one at a time. Did you hear well, me say I, that? You know, you, you giving her major issues, according to you, is not the same as, as callers and other people who might have. So inflation you know, isn't a major issue. COVID's not a major issue. The border's well, not a major issue. She, and she Russia, Ukraine's not a major issue. Yeah, I didn't say that. You know, well, those are the ones that I gave weird. her. So, what are you talking about? You, be- you, they were very, you know, they were very generic and everything like that. So, asking her what she's going to do about healthcare, she's going to take uh, big money from pharma, all of those kinds of questions. Uh, yeah, more about you know the Ukraine. You know, just saying Biden Tim, it was a, the first you know, radical, interview since you know? she announced. We got ten yeah. months to the election. I mean, I yeah, think and I think we have a chance be, yet, still, know, Tim. But thank you, Tim. I'll let you go. Thanks for calling, guys. Thanks a lot. Great show, Matt. Appreciate. It. Love you guys. Have a great afternoon. Uh, God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow morning, nine o'clock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.